It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, Ashley. Can you guess what I'm hungry for? I don't think I can. Chimichangas! Because your geek history lesson on Deadpool is now in session. Waka waka. Hello and welcome to Geek History Lesson. I'm Jason Wade Wilson Inman. I am Ashley Victoria Robinson and prepare to enter your mind university because you have stumbled onto the podcast where we take one character, construct, or self-aware person from popular Whoa. culture and teach you everything you need to know about them in about an hour. That's right. This week we are conquering the Merc with the Mouth, the Red and the Black, the Ryan and the Reynold, Deadpool. <laughs> That's right. The Marvel Comics mutant character with a mouth that is so crazy it has been made into video games and a movie that is right around the corner. Cool. So we're going to tackle Deadpool. This was suggested to us by Mark McDuffie, student of the Mine University. Also with an alliterative Ryan Reynolds-esque name. I know, right? So let's not waste any time on Deadpool. Well, let's waste a lot of time on Deadpool, <laughs> but let's not waste any more time on this intro, and let's hop right into the Tencent origin. Yes, the Tencent origin is the part of the podcast where we give you all the cliff notes on this character in case you should go to a sexy cocktail party, and someone is like, yo, what is Deadpool, man? Why is the sexy cocktail party the Deadpool party? I don't know. Okay, that's a little just, all right, just wondering. I was just trying to throw some flavor in. Okay. The Tencent origin of Deadpool is he was published by Marvel Comics, and his first appearance was in The New Mutants, number 98, in February of 1991. He was created by Fabian Nieza. He's younger than me. Yeah. <laughs> and Rob Liefeld. And his alter ego is Wade Winston Wilson. He's a WWW. Dot. Yep. <laughs> and his team affiliations are, get ready. Okay. Agency X, Astonishing Avengers, Avengers Unity Division, Code Red, The Deadpool Corps, The Frightful Four, The Great Lakes Initiative, Heroes for Hire, Lando, Luckman, and Lake, Magia, Mercs for Money, Secret Defenders, Shield, Six Pack, Thunderbolts, Weapon X, X Force, and the X Men. Wow. His partnerships have been with Weasel, Bob, Adrian of Hydra, Blind Al, Taskmaster, Kingpin, Mr. Tolliver, Agent X, Copycat, Wolverine, Cable, and Domino. Wow. His notable aliases are Merc with the Mouth, Regenerating Degenerate, Jack, Wade T. Wilson, Mithras, Johnny Silvini, Thorn, Cruz, Hulkpool, Wildcard, and Zenpole. That's a lot. And his abilities are regenerative, regenerative, regenerative. Thank you. Well done. Healing factor. He was a master of martial arts. He's a swordsman and a marksman. He has extended longevity and he carries a device that allows him to teleport and create holographic disguises. Hmm. Yeah. So there you go. If you cannot tell right now. Deadpool's geek history lesson is going to be a little crazy, but I'll get into that more in a second. Let's move on to the meet cute. Yes, the meet cute is the part of the podcast where we stole a term for romantic comedy writing, and we tell you the first time we met this character and how cute it was. Ashley, how cute was it the first time you met Deadpool? Um, it wasn't that cute because it was X Men Origins Wolverine, and that movie's terrible. It's always movies with you. You not read any of these characters in the comic books? Um. I read almost exclusively Bat Family stuff before, <laughs> like, 2008. And if so... Deadpool was in the Bat Family, I would have read him, but he's not. But he's not. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, a lot of it is movies. Oh, <laughs> I've done okay. more exploring of the comic side since then. Um, but I, when I was a teenager, all I wanted was Batman and X-Men, really. Understood. Yeah. 
So, uh, so yeah, it really wasn't that cute. Where okay. was the first time yeah. you met Deadpool? I met Deadpool in Deadpool number four, which was the Joe Kelly Ed McGinnis series. And I bought that issue in a pawn shop in Chanute, Kansas. So now, it was a pawn shop. The you. reason, uh, well, that's what you have to do when um, there aren't any comic book shops around. You have to go to a pawn shop mm-hmm. and be like, and, and you have to strangle the guy at the register and be like, where are your comic books? With the force or with your bare hands? Bare hands. Awesome. Bare hands. Uh, uh, now, the reason why I bought this issue was because at the time, Wizard had claimed that this series was amazing and they had a cover of it. And that I, I was able to find that exact cover. Oh, that's cool. In the pawn shop. It's, it's Deadpool on top of the Hulk, like holding his fist at the camera. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a really good issue. It's very funny. And the only other time I encountered Deadpool very early on was... I remember there is a Wolverine issue with a blue cover where he fights Wolverine and he's not jokey. He's very ninja like and all about trying to kill Wolverine Mm -hmm. and he's not jokey at all. It's kind of weird. Cool. So there you go. That's where I met Deadpool. Yay! Yay! And now on to History 101, the main meat of the lesson, where I'm going to take you through this whole lesson of Deadpool. All right, Professor Jason, let's uh, strap into this crazy train. Now, first off, Deadpool is crazy. Intentionally. Intentionally crazy. So... I will say that this was one of the most confusing geek history lessons I've ever done. And I wrote Hawkman's geek history lesson. <laughs> Deadpool's stories, most of the time, don't make sense. They have no ties to any other story. And they're in no real continuity. They all contradict each other. And to try to create a lesson out of that was sometimes impossible. Cool. So this is a very summarized and as streamlined as I could make it because there was a lot of times that I didn't even know what the hell was happening. And I was reading the comics. Great. (laughs) So there you go. So let's hop straight into the creation history of Deadpool. Now, as I said, he was created by Fabian Nieza and Rob Liefeld. And according to Fabian... Rob Liefeld came up with the character's visual design and the name. And Nieza came up with the character's speech mannerism. So it's Fabian that is responsible for the character's jokey attitude. Mm. Now, Rob Liefeld, if you don't know, huge fan of the Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. And when he showed Deadpool to Fabian, Fabian said that he looked like Deathstroke from Teen Titans. Well, golly gee. And because of this, uh, Fabian gave Deadpool the real name of Wade Wilson as I as an inside joke that he is related to Slade Wilson, who is Deathstroke. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know they were supposed to be related. Well, that's the kind of like wink, 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 yeah, nod, yeah, nod, yeah. nod. Uh, and, and fun story, uh, Deadpool and Deathstroke actually meet in a fun Superman Batman annual that Joe Kelly wrote. Cool. It's not the real Deadpool, but like he's drawn exactly the same way. He just has different colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there, there's well, a little. that's interesting that Joe Kelly is the one who wrote that too. Yeah. Joe Kelly, who in my opinion has written the best Deadpool run. I would agree. So here you go. Let's move into the fictional character history. Now, Deadpool is aware that he is a fictional comic book character. Okay. And he commonly breaks the fourth wall. And he has conversations with two internal monologues, which are shown as caption boxes. Mm-hmm. In Deadpool number 28, it is revealed that the villain, Dr. Bong, B-O-N-G, mm-hmm. yes, Bong, uh, he is actually a foe of Howard the Duck. He is the logical voice that appears in the yellow captions. And Dr. Bong was actually once Deadpool psychologist. Okay. So I, I assume that's where he gained that voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Bong, although, by the way, he has a giant bell on his head. That's where the bong That's bong, bong, like a bell. Although I think they were going for the other thing. Well, that's Howard the so. Duck. And in Deadpool Annual Number 1 in 2014, it is revealed that Madcap, a foe of Captain America, is the psychotic voice appearing in the white captions in typewriter serif font. Now, this happened thusly. How, how Madcap became Bat Boys. Okay. Prior to Secret Invasion, uh, which is a storyline where the Skrulls are trying to take over the Earth. Yep. Madcap encounters Deadpool. And in the midst of an altercation with Daredevil and Thor, Thor's lightning reduces Deadpool and Madcap into a pile of ash. Oh, I see what's going to happen Now, here. Deadpool regenerates. Yes. And survives. But eventually he starts hearing another voice in his head and realizes that Madcap has somehow 
molded with him. Yeah, like fused together. Yeah. yeah. And this was also an explanation for why when Deadpool first appeared in the new series Wolverine Origins mm-hmm. and Deadpool Volume 3, he why he had an extra caption box, which had never been seen before. Interesting. Now, Madcap's personality asserts itself eventually. And later, Deadpool convinces Madcap to manipulate the two heroes, Thor and Luke Cage, into tearing Deadpool's body in half when one half regenerating fully as Deadpool and the other half becoming Madcap. Oh, weird. Yeah, it's already weird and we've barely got through the lesson, right? Yeah, cool. Uh, get ready because it's going to go more. So now we're going to jump back in time to Wade Wilson's childhood. Oh, little Wadey. Oh, baby Wadey. Now, again... I'm going to stress again, this is a summarization because 90s X-Men storytelling went crazy. Okay. And bonkers. Now, Deadpool's backstory is vague, and it's also subject to change at any moment. Okay. Because Wade Wilson is unable to remember his personal history due to his mental condition. Mm-hmm. Whether or not his name is actually Wade Wilson is even speculation, since one of his nemesis's, T-Ray... Claims in Deadpool number 33 that he is the real Wade Wilson and that Deadpool is the vicious murderer who stole his identity. I hope that someday his name is revealed to be Rob Layfield. (laughs) (laughs) Rob Wilson. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Um, So Wade, of course, again, has conflicting memories of his childhood. Okay. He's told a writer that his father was the teller of bad jokes who abandoned him and his mother when he was a boy. And his mother turned to humor, alcohol, and home shopping networks as a coping mechanism. And that he once believed that he ran away from home so that his mother wouldn't need to spend what money she had left on him and then join the U.S. Army when he was old enough. Okay. However, it was eventually revealed that his parents were actually still together, living in Canada, and had kept, <laughs> and had kept Wade's room just as he left it. But Wade himself did not recognize the house or his parents. Oh, so the only thing that's known is that Wade Wilson ran off and he became a mercenary Mm -hmm. after his time in the army. And in America, Wade met and fell in love with a mutant teenage prostitute named Vanessa Carlisle. It's Carlisle. Well, it's it might be, but it's C-A-R-L-Y-S-L-E. Carlisle. Carlisle. Okay, let's just call it Carlisle. With whom he shared dreams of a better life with her. But soon he got cancer. And Wilson broke up with his girlfriend, Vanessa, rather than force her to remain with a terminally ill man. And he even gave up his chemo treatments to not prolong things. But soon, old Deadpool got some hope from Canada, baby. Okay. Wilson became a test subject in Department K's branch of the joint U.S.-Canadian superhero enhancement program, the Weapon X program. (gasps) Yep. We know that. Yep. And his cancer was temporarily arrested via the implantation of a healing factor derived from a Department K agent known as Wolverine. Dun, dun, dun. Now, the healing factor was given to him, and although it it made his normal cells as well as his cancerous cells unable to die, which explains oh. his scarred appearance underneath the suit. Yeah, he's really, some artists make him really gross. Yes. So it is It is said that his scarring is what's left over of his cancerous cells. And they're now bound to the healing factor. So that in a sense, his cancer is actually his healing factor. So he'll never be in remission. Exactly. Interesting. So he'll never be in remission. He'll just be just enough living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that explains his scarred appearance. So Wilson became active in the covert, in a covert field unit alongside the near invulnerable hero named as Sluggo and the cyborgs called Kane and Slayback. And then eventually Vanessa, his ex-girlfriend, later joined the team after she manifested mutant shape-shifting abilities and started calling herself Copycat. So they were sort of reunited. Mm, that's nice. During one mission, uh, Wade Wilson killed his teammate Slayback. And as a result, he was rejected from the Weapon X program, (gasps) and he was sent to Hospice, which was the name of a government facility where failed superhuman operatives were treated. Interesting. However, unknown to the Canadian government, the hospice's patients were served as experimental subjects for Dr. Kilbrew (gasps) and and his sadistic assistant, known as Ajax. Now, the patients had been placing bets in a... Deadpool 
I see. As, I see what you've done. As to how long each subject would live at the mm. hospice. And Kilgrew subjected Wilson to various torturous experiments. Over the due course, during his time in hospice, this is where Deadpool gets starts going wacky. Wilson formed a romantic relationship with a cosmic entity known as Death. <laughs> who regarded him as a kindred spirit. Okay. Over the course of this relationship with the abstract concept known as death, another patient called Worm was killed by Ajax. Now, Worm was Deadpool's very close friend. Sure. And Deadpool and Ajax got into a fight, and Ajax killed Deadpool by tearing his heart out of his body. However, Wilson's thirst for vengeance over his friend Worm's death was so strong that it jump-started his healing factor, regenerating himself a new heart. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, any where with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus but still not (laughs) but still not curing his scar body right but new heart wilson uh escaped attacked the guards made his way to ajax and shot ajax in the heart with two automatic rifles leaving him for dead and then gave himself the name deadpool and he escaped from the hospice and let all the other patients free. So he's now called Deadpool. He has this really cool costume and he's going back to his mercenary ways and he crosses paths with Hammerhead. Ashley, who is Hammerhead? Um, Hammerhead is a character in the Marvel Universe. Very specific. <laughs> I don't know. Hammerhead is a Spider-Man villain with a uh, the uh, head shaped like a hammer. Sure. And he and he bashes into people. I believe you. Yep. Sounds like the Rhino. <laughs> so 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 but uh, so during his mercenary ways, he crossed paths with a Hammerhead. Okay. He worked for the Kingpin, mm-hmm. and he fought Wolverine for a Why bit. Why couldn't you ask me who the Kingpin is? I know who the Kingpin yeah, is. Yeah, everybody knows who the Kingpin is. Sorry. Some years after escaping the hospice, De- Deadpool, uh, perhaps seeping, seeking compensation for the injuries inflicted upon him by Kilbrew, he returned to the Canadian government, and he was treated by Doctor Walter Lankowski. Also known as Sasquatch of the Canadian super team Alpha Flight. Hey. Yep. And it was during this time being uh, uh, there that he stole a certain teleportation device that is now in his belt buckle that he now uses in most of his stories. Ah. He soon found employment with a time traveling arms merchant named Tolliver, whose service he was reunited with Sluggo and mm-hmm. Copycat, his ex girlfriend. Oh, that's nice. In Tolliver's surface, in service, I mean, Deadpool was first sent to kill Cable. <gasps> who is Cable, Ashley? Um, Cable is a character who you really like from the X Men. And um, yeah, but who is he? <laughs> he's the son of uh, Jean Grey and Scott Summers. He's the son of Madeline Pryor. And and uh, Scott, Scott Summers, Summers, who is a clone of Jean Grey. Uh, but well, he, then yeah, <laughs> Cable is. They a, have like four kids. Yes, Cable is a mutant soldier from the future who actually was an has a big gun. Was in fact Tolliver's father. Oh really? Yes, because uh, Tolliver is actually Tyler Dayspring, son of Cable, and Cable's real name is Nathaniel Summers. Oh, so he's Scott's grandson. Grand, he's Scott's grandson from the future. From the future. Okay. It's the 90s X-Men. Get ready for time travel, baby. Oh, boy. Woo! Uh, However, Cable was able to defeat Deadpool. Mm -hmm. And uh, because Cable had a team of new mutants under his charge, they they were called the New Mutants. And (laughs) Cable soon renamed him as X-Force. After that, Deadpool helped X-Force member Siren against Juggernaut and her uncle Black Tom Cassidy. 
and who was forced to kill Kilbrew into their service. Now, Deadpool developed a strong attachment to Siren, um, who only partially returned his feelings, and he had a strong crush on her. Ashley, do you know who Siren is? I have no clue who Siren is. Well, Siren is an Irish lass with the ability to sonically project her voice, and she wears a yellow and black cape after her father, Banshee. Oh, I know who Banshee is. Banshee, who I consider to have the coolest cape in all of X-Men history, (laughs) and he later became the headmaster of Generation X. That's cool. Yeah. Now, after that, Deadpool sought to reclaim his position as the Kingpin's top assassin, only to be challenged and beaten by fellow assassin Bullseye. And we should all sort of know who Bullseye is from the Daredevil movie. Yeah. So, and at some point during this period, Deadpool once joined Heroes for Hire, and he accompanied them on a mission to protect a bodega (laughs) from Midtown Manhattan, uh, in Midtown Manhattan, from a mob boss. And during the mission, Carmelito Camacho, the daughter of the bodega's owner, Mm -hmm. fell in love with Deadpool and had sex with him. Gross. Unbeknownst to Deadpool, Carmelita had been impregnated by Deadpool, and she raised the kid, later naming it Eleanor Camacho, alone. And after this time, uh, Deadpool kind of got on a heroine kick. He decided to be like, I'm kind of done being a mercenary. I'm going to help people out. Luke Cage was a good influence on him. I I guess. I think so. Um, (laughs) After this, he soon met up with Bullseye to do a pro bono job in Greece, where the assassin told him that that Deadpool was losing his edge. Mm Mm-hmm. As shown by the fact that during their fights, Deadpool only wounded the people that he was supposed to be killing. Deadpool disputed this fact, even going as far to accuse the now dead guards of moving the castle he was supposed to blow up with a sheep rocket when he hit the tower instead. So Deadpool, That's actually a really funny issue. Yeah, Deadpool didn't. It is. It's really good. And it's during the Joe Kelly run. Yes, it is. Uh, and Bullseye told Deadpool that don't worry about it. He wouldn't kill him for one reason, because Deadpool always made Bullseye laugh. That's okay. It's sweet. I don't know if I believe that Bullseye would do that, but it's it's an interesting it's an interesting. Story in that point. issue, also is one of the funniest gags I think in comic books, where uh, Bullseye runs up to Deadpool and he goes, "Hey, Deadpool!" and he's like, "Long time no see." And Deadpool goes, "Yeah, not since two issues ago." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he also at one point Bullseye says something like, "Oh, blah 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 blah, we're in Greece," and then Deadpool starts singing songs from the musical Greece. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, which I which I really like. Um, but after this, because of this encounter Deadpool soon went back to his villainous mercenary ways he became oh Deadpool oh mercenary but you know Ashley there's something I want to tell you okay I hope that we ourselves never become a mercenary I'd be a great mercenary well let's hope that we never become one okay even though you'd be a great one okay because we need to ensure that you and I never become government-trained assassins that might murder our listeners in their sleep. Mm. Because, to ensure this, they soon need to head over to patreon.com slash jawin. That's J-A-W-I-I-N. And that's where you can support this podcast and our many videos on YouTube. That's right. And don't worry, we're not going to just kill you in your sleep for not supporting us, but you get some cool perks for helping us avoid a life of government enslavement. Ooh. For $3 a month... You get Geek History Lessons early. And <gasps> a day early. You get to listen to these episodes early. For $5 a month, you get Geek History Lesson Extra, which is a Patreon-exclusive podcast every week that's only on Patreon. What? So why don't you help us avoid turning into a mutant assassin and support Geek History Lesson at patreon.com slash jawin, J-A-W-I-I-N. And enough of our problems of hopefully hoping that we don't become back, become mercenaries. And now back... To more Deadpool. Okay. Now, Deadpool was soon tracked down by Sabretooth, mm-hmm. uh, Wolverine's vicious enemy, and invited to join a new Weapon X program. Impressed by Weapon X's upgrade to his healing factor, which is what they gave him mm-hmm. uh, to join, uh, he soon found the organization's methods to be too bloody, even for him. Even for him, which should say something about Weapon X. Yep. And soon, his ex-girlfriend... Copycat. Vanessa. Was killed by Sabretooth. Aww. And Deadpool confronted the director of Weapon X, only to have his healing factor reversed so far that he again lost physical cohesion and he died. Now, of course, Deadpool's healing factor at this point had been so increased Mm -hmm. that even though he was a pile of goo, he was able to 
resurrect himself. He was able to regrow his body. He's a really gross pile of goo, too. Yep. <laughs> Although it left him an amnesiac. And a chance encounter with a friend called Weasel later restored his memory. Mm. Although he discovered that four other individuals had laid claim to the Deadpool name in his absence. What a bunch of jerks. Now, these imposters were given aspects of Deadpool's own personality through a device called the Gemini Star. Now, the Gemini Star was wielded by T-Ray. And if you remember, I mentioned T-Ray mm. way mm-hmm. back in the beginning. Now, T-Ray had been hired by the intergalactic villain... Thanos. Yes, that Thanos of Guardians of the Galaxy and Infinity Gems. Okay. Now, if you don't know anything about Thanos, you know that Thanos is enamored with death. Mm-hmm. Death is his girlfriend. Hey, we talked about death. You, you can see where this is going. Uh, Thanos became jealous of Deadpool's relationship with her. So T-Ray, who uh, again was one of his early villains... He intended to use this device, the Gemini Star, to manifest and extinguish every aspect of Deadpool's personality in the cosmos, leaving him an empty shell. However, Deadpool damaged the device, causing his personality fragments to be absorbed into T-Ray and render T-Ray comatose. Wow. And with T-Ray out of the way, Deadpool claimed his identity as the true Wade Wilson once again. Now, Ashley... I'm going to do a little spot check here. Okay, I'm ready for the spot check. How are we doing with Deadpool? Are we, are we confused beyond belief, or how are we doing? Um, On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a perfect grasp, and 10 being, oh no, there's a test in an hour and I didn't study, I'm at like a 9 right now. Okay, but, but uh, you don't think I'm leaving the listeners in the dust? No, I just think that... I told you I these don't stories were bonkers. I don't understand why this like basically street level character is like now fighting with Thanos. <laughs> yeah, I don't know because the chimichangas, baby. Yeah, I get it. He's the wacky guy, but I mean beyond that, mm. you know. Yeah. Now we're going to talk about um, Deadpool's involvement in a title called Agent X. Okay. Now to jump out of the comic book fictional history for a second, Agent X was when Marvel in the 2000s, decided to cancel Deadpool. Mm -hmm. They canceled Deadpool, X-Force, and uh, another another title, and relaunched them, and they retitled them, simply for the fact to not have to pay Rob Liefeld, creator of Deadpool, royalties. That is a true and scientific fact. So they renamed Deadpool Agent X, Mm -hmm. and they relabeled... um, X-Force, X-Statics. Yep. And I think Cable was the other one. Oh, he became Soldier X. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's right. Because and, they, and, and, in, and in the X-Men Origins Wolverine movie, they do refer to him as Agent X kind of in passing. Like, that's his code name. So, Which is funny because Deadpool is not Agent X, as you're about to find out. Yep. <laughs> so, following an assignment to kill the Four Winds crime family. Deadpool gained prominent status as a mercenary. Like, he became known as, like, the best mercenary in the world. Okay. And he formed a company called DP Inc. Okay. And he was aided by a business partner who was named Sandy Brandenburg. Okay. Now, his success was short-lived because when the Black Swan, a fellow assassin who had actually slain the Four Winds himself, (sighs) sought vengeance for Deadpool basically lying about it. (laughs) And both men... The Black Swan and Deadpool were believed dead after an explosive confrontation. Okay. But the Black Swan, of course, is a telepathic. Mm. And the Black Swan's telepathic power caused the memories and skills of himself and Deadpool to merge with the corpse of the Black Swan's underling known as Niho. Okay. N-I-J-O. I'm just going to go Niho. Okay. Deadpool's healing factor resurrected Niho, whose mind was created from an amalgam of Deadpool and the Swan. Okay. Now, Niho was injured and amnesiac, and he found his way to Sandy's apartment, Sandy Deadpool's business partner. Yep, yep, yep. Sandy believed Niho to be Deadpool and nursed him back to health. Aww. Niho eventually took the name Alex Hayden, and together, him and Sandy started a company called Agency X with Alex being dubbed Agent X after the company. Most actually believe that Agent X was Deadpool with a case of amnesia. And the truth was discovered when Black Swan showed up, reborn with a tab blue Rasa, Deadpool in tow, mm. who Hayden immediately shot in the head. 
Okay. Deadpool's own personality was slowly growing back, and it was accelerated by Hayden's bullet to Deadpool's body. Mm-hmm. Um, in an attempt to regain the parts of his mind that he had lost, as well as the pieces of, of, of his mind that he didn't want anymore, Black Swan proposed a three-way mind meld between Alex, him, and Deadpool. Okay. Alex agreed. However, the Swan, being a villain, of course, <laughs> he attempted to double-cross Deadpool and Alex, and he tried to kill them as soon as the process was complete. But while he crossed, while he concentrated his actions against Alex, Agent X, mm-hmm. Deadpool was fully reborn and stabbed Black Swan in the neck. Good for Deadpool. Yep. And then that's it for basically Agent X, the book. <laughs> and we have the buddy book Cable and Deadpool. And oh, it appeared. Yeah. Which, by the way, um, I, I, I read some of these issues uh, in research of this. And uh, Cable and Deadpool has some great art. Oh, really? Yeah, some really good art. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Both Deadpool and Cable soon became involved with a terrorist plot aimed at unleashing the shape-shifting facade, or facade, sorry. Well, I don't know why I said facade. I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> I'm so bamboozled by this by this research. Oh, my God. Uh, they s- wanted to stop the shape, excuse me, the shape-shifting facade virus upon the world. Both became infected with the virus, and it merged with their DNA structures, being the only way they could survive. As a result, each man, Cable and Deadpool, had some of each other's DNA inside each other. Okay. From then on, whenever Cable used his teleport to body slide, both he and Deadpool teleported together. And Deadpool was the same way. When he used Mm -hmm. his, Cable came with him. Sometimes literally... And uh, by that, I mean a body slide by one resulted them in being badly reintegrated into a single body, forcing a messy separation thanks to the DNA shared with Wade. You say messy separation like 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 they were married and it yeah. was messy when they were. <laughs> well, we had to contact our lawyers about the messy separation. <laughs> As a result, uh, the the fa- facade virus in his system, uh, Deadpool's skin was temporarily cured. Of the him hideous scarring. Oh. And the result was corrected when Cable, of course, shut down the facade virus worldwide. <laughs> so he's like, I'm cured. And then Cable's like, nope, click. Oh, so there you go. Cable was achieving after this the peak of his abilities. And if you don't know anything about Cable, he is a massive telekinetic mm-hmm. and telepathic. One of the most powerful mutants in the world. And ev- eventually he uh, was getting to the top of his powers. And he was seeking to become a world leader to usher in, usher in world peace. Aww. Cyclops, Scott Summers, was worried about his son. And he hired Deadpool to find and assemble pieces of a teleporter that could stop Cable. That in a, if in some case Cable kind of screwed up. Okay. It doesn't sound like he believes in his son. No, not at all. In an attempt to unite the world, Cable deliberately set the world leaders against him by threatening to throw mis- all their missiles into the sun. And Deadpool and the X-Men mounted an attack on Providence. That was the island or the base of Cable. Mm-hmm. Whereupon, Deadpool promptly turned on the X-Men and sided with his buddy Cable. Yeah. Dave, uh, Deadpool would later rescue Cable again, teleporting through several alternate worlds to retrieve him when Cable became lost. And Cable eventually returned the favor by repairing Deadpool's brain damage before his powers burn out once more, leaving Deadpool's personality and powers in check. Okay. So it's kind of funny that these two started out as enemies and sort of have become like buddies. Like buddy buddies. Yeah. Uh, and now the Superhero Registration Act came into law from Civil War, mm-hmm. telling all those heroes, you better license up or we're going to put you in jail. Yep. Deadsil, Dead, Deadsil and Deadpool, <laughs> Deadpool decided to try and get hired to be a S.H.I.E.L.D. licensed bounty hunter. That sounds like a good plan. Yep. And he wanted to hunt down other superheroes and try to get them to register with S.H.I.E.L.D. His initial attempts were unsuccessful. Gee. <laughs> but he was hired nonetheless eventually being ordered by the president of the United States to hunt down cable. I just want to take a break and imagine that Barack Obama is ordering Deadpool to hunt down cable. Well, at that time it would have been George W. Bush. Yeah, but it's funnier if it's Mr. Obama. Mr. Deadpool, will you uh, hunt down this cable guy? Actually, I retract that. I believe that Bush would would allow cable to go, or <laughs> Deadpool to go. Yeah, down. Barack would be like, uh, 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now, Deadpool, we realize that you are a person that can stop mutants. Mm-hmm. We would like you to uh, hunt down the mutants. Mm-hmm. Go make it so. All right. <laughs> there you go. Very, That's my best Deadpool. <laughs> um, so the president sent Deadpool against Cable, mm. and Deadpool was unsuccessful. Didn't find him. Uh, he soon had a bunch of other adventures working again with Agent X, Alex, and then the Scroll invasion became <gasps> happened. The Scroll invasion from Secret Invasion, where the Scrolls were everywhere and tried to take over the world. Basically, uh, Wade Wilson was held captive, and he was trained by the Scrolls to embrace his insanity, as to be able to better handle his regenerative abilities. They were the ones who trained him to embrace his yep. insanity. He escaped when the Scrolls turned on one another, and he transmitted stolen intel files. To Nick Fury from the Scrolls. However, these files were intercepted by Norman Osborn, <gasps> who eventually led the Avengers and Hammer, which mm-hmm. was Norman Osborn's shield. But since Fury never received the data, Wade Wilson went unpaid for his efforts. Aww. And Wade Wilson was so pissed about this that he <laughs> traveled to New York with the idea that Osborn should have paid him for that intel that he transmitted during the Secret Invasion and attempted to break into Avengers Tower when it was occupied by Norman Osborn and the Dark Avengers. Now, Osborn had been ready for him with a trap and sent the Thunderbolts to intercept him. Okay. Uh, who are the Thunderbolts? Uh, the Thunderbolts are like a team of bad guys. They basically are. They're, they're a team of bad guys. Bad yeah. guy Avengers. Sort of, yep. Now, Deadpool was able to disable all of the Thunderbolts, with the exception of Black Widow, who he began to fall in love with. And while professing his love to her, he was shot, but of course he later escaped. Right. Soon, Deadpool would join X-Force. <gasps> Not the Cable one, oh. but the Dirty Killing Black Ops one. Ooh. Now, this was a team that was assembled by uh, Scott Summers during some crazy X-Men stuff, and it was the idea that they would negate threats to all the X-Men, mm-hmm. but they would be secret. Mm-hmm. So, and they were their team that was proactively trying to eliminate threats to the mutant race. Yeah. And the rule was that nobody in the X-Men could know they exist. Exactly. And they're the Black Ops team. And after one of their first missions, which ended with the team killing Apocalypse. Now, Apocalypse at the time had been reincarnated as an innocent child. And Deadpool called a meeting to discuss his moral doubts about killing a child. Because here's the thing about Deadpool. He may be crazy. He may be insane. But he has a, he has a strong moral compass. Well, I would say I would argue that most of the heroes do, but it's just interesting that with Deadpool, they managed to maintain it in light of all the insanity. Exactly. Exactly. Now, during this meeting, Archangel told Wolverine that despite being employed by Archangel for over a year, Deadpool never cashed any of his checks for his services with X-Force. After leaving X-Force, Deadpool tried to kill himself. I imagine that would take a lot of effort. Yep. He also fought an evil clone version of himself called Evil Deadpool. <laughs> and he eventually was cured. They just of called an Evil Deadpool? Evil Deadpool. <laughs> yep. All right. Not even Pool Dead. And he was eventually cured of his scars and his healing factor was turned off. Okay. And after his healing factor was turned off, Wade Wilson claimed he felt more alive than ever. However, after a harsh beating from the intelligentsia, a weird... Uh, villain team Wade realized that he let his ability to heal compensate for his skills so he decided to ask the Avengers villain Taskmaster in his training to train him okay Taskmaster asked Wilson to help him steal Pym particles from shield which he eventually allowed uh, but Taskmaster actually allowed the villain Black Box who was actually a weird psychic who was trained by Professor X Mm -hmm. to study Wade Wilson during this time 
to help him prepare for his vengeance against Wade Wilson. Ah, interesting. And Taskmaster even let Black Box know that Wade Wilson had lost his healing factor. But eventually Wade was able to defeat the villains recruited by Black Box. And this included the villains Black Box, Black Tom and Black Swan, all the villains named Black. I see that. Yep. Uh, but during this battle, his face was burned and he was disfigured again. Oh, yep. And Deadpool had some more adventures. And then Axis happened. Ashley, what is the storyline Axis? So Axis, right? So Red Skull, right? So Red Skull with Professor X's brain, right? Makes all good guys bad and all bad guys good, right? He becomes the Red Onslaught. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically Axis. Um, now, during this, an inversion happened. The good guys became bad. The bad games became good. And because of this, Magneto recruited an army of supervillains, including Deadpool, to fight Onslaught. Deadpool soon had his pacifist personality take control of his mind and body, and he became known as Zenpool. And he's one of the very he's one of the few that after Axis ended and all the heroes and villains were turned back normal, mm-hmm. he still was a pacifist. Interesting. So he was one of the few, uh, the few that that went through that. Uh, when Wade Sue discovered Evan Sabaneur, who was the uh, young child clone of Apocalypse, he this young child clone of Apocalypse had become Apocalypse fully mm-hmm. during Axis, mm-hmm. and he was planning to detonate a gene bomb to kill everyone who wasn't a mute on the planet. Wow. Wade tried to convince him into becoming good again. Oh, Wade. And he also helped the Astonishing Avengers stop the inverted X-Men. Uh-huh. And, of course, he was flipped back to his old personality. But soon, Deadpool died. Oh. In Deadpool number 250. Issue uh- number 250 was actually technically issue number 45, but was so named because it was the 250th issue that Deadpool had ever had a solo series in. Yeah, and, and it was like 100 pages long. It was a really big special anniversary edition. In that issue... He, along with his family and friends and everyone on Earth, are killed when the Earth collides with an alternate universe's Earth during the beginning of the Secret Wars. And Deadpool laments that Secret Wars should have stayed an Avengers event, but then dies at peace. (laughs) Yep. But then Deadpool dies at peace, content that everyone else on Earth is dying with him. Uh, and then of course we've only seen a little bit of the Marvel Universe after Secret Wars and eight months after the event of Secret Wars and the restoration of Earth you see Deadpool is seen working for Steve Rogers and after stealing some potentially life-saving chemicals needed by the alien rogue he is offered membership in the Avengers Unity Squad so he Uh will be one of the uncanny Avengers and that's where Deadpool is so far in the comic books Ryan Reynolds has played him in two movies, including X-Men Origins and the upcoming Deadpool. And that's where we leave Deadpool. Wow. Woo! Oh, my God. You made about as much sense of that as there could be. <laughs> um, I'm sorry for the confusion. Uh, if you hear those two voices talking in your head, that's the two voices trying to make sense of what the hell I just told you. Yeah, for real. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, for everybody out there asking for a Deadpool lesson, that's it. That's all you're getting. Okay, let's move on into recommended reading. Yes, recommended reading. Now, my recommended reading for Deadpool is the Deadpool by Joe Kelly Omnibus. It mm-hmm. collects Deadpool and the series from 1997, 1 through 33. It's a little bit expensive, but I will say that I think it is Deadpool's best run. It's, that's the run that I, I talked about in my Meet Cute. Mm-hmm. Ed McGinnis art, it's great. It's, in my opinion, the best Deadpool run. And as we have mentioned in a couple earlier podcasts... Uh, we now have a recommended reading page over on our website. Ashley, what is that? It is www.geekhistorylesson.com slash recommended reading, all in lowercase. Yes, and if you go over there, you can see all the images of the recommended reading. You can click on those pictures. It will take you to an Amazon link, and if you buy the book right then and there, a little bit of what you purchase comes back to Geek History Lesson. Helps, comes back, helps keep our mind chimichangas on. It helps keeps the, the Mind University's cafeteria full of chimichangas. <laughs> all right, my second pick for the recommended reading is Deadpool Classic Volume 1. Now, this collects some of the Fabian Nieza stuff mm-hmm. and it also collects the first four issues of the Deadpool Joe Kelly series so if you're like I don't know if I want to spend the money on the whole omnibus mm-hmm. I would recommend this Deadpool classic volume number one good way to try it out yeah and then uh, lastly I would say recommend reading I would recommend the Trey paperback of Axis mm-hmm. which is that Marvel event we talked about you get to see Deadpool he's not the main character in it but he has a pretty big part and he's a lot of fun and Axis is 
I think Access is a fun read. It's kind of a mess of a storyline, but it's a fun read. Cool. So do you have any recommended reading for Deadpool? Um, I am going to recommend a book that uh, came out in 2014. It is out of continuity. It is Hawkeye versus Deadpool. Okay. It is a six-issue miniseries by uh, Deadpool writer Jerry Duggan. Ooh. Um, it's basically the sassy Matt Fraction Hawkeye that you Ooh, know. sassy. Um, teaming up with the crazy Deadpool that you know. Um, there's a whole issue where they fight in sign language. I think for me... The Hawkeye-ness of it all really tempers the Deadpool-ness of it all, and it's probably my favorite modern Deadpool story that I've read. Nice. Well done. You can get one nice trade paperback. Ah, oh, cool. So again, go check those out over at where, Ashley? GeekHistoryLesson.com slash recommended reading. Yeah, there you go. Go get all those yeah. books for all the Deadpool you need. Now let's move on into discussion. Okay. And Deadpool is, I would say, a major Marvel character. Would you mm-hmm. not agree? And because he's a major Marvel character, we need to, to have a discussion that's bigger than ourselves. So we, again, invite... A Marvel expert onto this podcast. A Marvel expert who is a writer, a director, a producer. He's a filmmaker, and he's the founder and host of Geekscape.net. We want to welcome Jonathan London. John, thank you so much for joining us on this Deadpool discussion of Geek History Lesson, man. Hell yeah. I want to ask you. <laughs> hell yeah. Or hell yeah, Chimichanga. Chimichangas. I want to ask you, why do you think Deadpool is still popular now and hasn't disappeared like some of the other X-Men supporting characters that were introduced in the early 90s. Well, a lot of them have not disappeared, like Cable, Domino, those those characters. Those are the X-Force characters. Yeah, yeah, those characters haven't disappeared. And there's still that storyline every X-Men fan is still waiting for where Cannonball was told, you are going to be the greatest among them. (laughs) I was like... All right. Still hasn't happened. Still waiting for Cannonball to like, <laughs> and I and I like I love Cannonball. I'm yeah. like, oh cool. Like he's from like West Virginia backwoods. Yeah. Okay. Great. Let's make him a character, uh, a hero, uh, and bring him up to like the the upper echelon of X heroes. But instead, it's all kind of gone to, to Deadpool. And I think uh, I think it's the same way that that kids like Batman more than Superman, mm-hmm. and that scares the crap out of me because I see Batman as. Uh, more Banner Hulk than I see him as actually a hero. I see him more as like uh, a contradiction of a character. Yeah. Uh, the best way to probably fight crime if you have massive financial resources is not to go one-on-one with a bunch of street thugs. With your fists, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like build stuff. Like It's probably a more broad strokes approach of investing properly in the infrastructure of a city yeah. or global economy. Or inventing new technologies that can actually help people. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. Let's try, and, let's try and educate people and maybe eliminate crime. But no, let's go out and punch people in the face. So, I always, <laughs> it, it, so I, th- I always think of Bruce Wayne as like that character who's like just waiting to like Bring something, and and vice versa. Batman's like, God, I hate being Bruce Wayne, but without Bruce Wayne, I have none of these toys that I can use to cripple people. <laughs> right? So I, I actually think Bruce and uh, Batman, and, and and Batman, they don't they hate each other. Oh, so Deadpool to me is like that that edgy marriage, but in a complete unapologetic way, where it's like, you know what? We are as edgy and badass as Batman, but we're cranked to eleven. And we're just gunning for it. So if you call both those characters, I put them in a category called Hot Topic Heroes. Mm. <laughs> oh, nice. That and it's like a lot of sense. Oh my god! It's like it's like it's like every kid who wore like I had a a, a friend who wore an exploited shirt that punk band. Mm-hmm. And my buddy, who's also like a musician into like punk music, was like, "Exploited's not a band. It's a shirt you wear to piss off your parents." <laughs> like, <laughs> like like Deadpool to me feels like that character the superhero that you piss off other people because it, it's hard to find substance in that character beyond just the shock value. Yeah, right. And for me, that's never been a character that's been worth investing in. You're you're. There's not going to be a lot of pathos there. And no. when you read a character, especially as like a long-term comic fan, you have to find justification for the massive investment of time and everything that you put into these things. You want to know about Clark's experience as an alien among others, you like the, like the lonely kid in the crowd. You want to learn about, you know, Bruce's trauma. You want to learn about Captain America's man at a time. You want to think about the pathos of these characters that we love. Deadpool's pathos just doesn't kind of ex- it just doesn't exist. And Mark Wade has said that he didn't like writing that character because he's just an unabashed criminal who's never paid for any of his crimes. And it's hard to make that turn. Mm-hmm. And I think the current run, as much as like the fa- the Fabian Nizia, Nizia. As, as, as good as like the, the like Fabian and Rob Liefeld's origination of the character is, I actually prefer today's Gary Duggan 
like Brian Pesain run. Really? Because they've done things like uh, given Deadpool a marriage. Mm-hmm. They've given Deadpool a daughter he ha- he'd never knew. They're giving Deadpool these things that make him more vulnerable than I'm completely immortal. I'm going to say a bunch of slappy, you know, stupid things, and I'm going to put a bunch of swords and bullets in you. Uh, and after a few issues, there's not a lot of running room kinda, or yeah, depth you're, you're to get you done. in there. Yeah, 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 you're kind of done. And those guys, I think when all is said and done, they'll definitely have the longest run if they stick with it. Like Gary Duggan gets it. And I think they're going to have the longest run of Deadpool book because they're adding things to it that complicate it. You know, it's mm. not like Deadpool corpse where it's like, what if Deadpool was a dog? It's like, eh, it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> what if Deadpool was a squirrel? But really, once you see a picture of Deadpool as a monkey, do you really want to read that story? <laughs> like, what's he going to do? Depends. Is it on a Hot Topic t-shirt? Yeah. So so the early 90s, as dark as the early 90s was, you had all these characters like Wild Child who were introduced yeah. just to be derivations of Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Like Gambit. Okay. What's the point? <laughs> Of Gambit. Yeah. Other than he's edgy. Well, that's what you have Wolverine for. <laughs> yeah. You know? And like, he's not edgy but, enough. But, there were so many 90s characters, Deadpool included, where you're like, what's the point of you? That's what Wolverine's for. That is all what Wolverine yeah. is for. Scott's the Boy Scout. Wolverine is the bad guy. And Colossus is the, in, in, in Nightcrawler the he's soul. He's the commie. Like they're the oh, soul. No. <laughs> <laughs> they're the soul. Of, they're like the, the, the depth. Of, like they're the soul of the team. They're the guys who are like, guys, don't fight. You know, we have accents. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Fighting has destroyed our countries. <laughs> yeah, so when you think of Deadpool, that's, that's kind of my first impression is, is damn, that, was a, that came out of a dark time. It has survived because... Ticking off your parents has always been something that high school kids need to do. Mm-hmm. And Deadpool's been right there. I mean, those are the most annoying people at conventions. Yes. The Deadpool people? They're the worst. <laughs> they are the worst. They're, yeah. they're closely followed by the Harley people. Yes. The, the worst, like, it makes you not want to go to a convention because some guy's going to be like, Fada-bum, zoinks. I'm like, yeah, you know what Deadpool would do right now? Walk into traffic, please. Because if you really want to cosplay as Deadpool, he's pretty self-destructive. Yep. Please. And he's literally come back from death so many times. Let's do it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he married he married Shakla or whatever, the, the queen of the undead. And I guess Deadpool's technically undead, He's a, but he's a self-healing zombie, even though the cancer cells that are you know riddle his body and make him look horrible are also part of this process of self-healing. Like, the cancer's like, yeah, we'll take some of that self-healing, too, and we'll stick around forever. Um, whether or not, like, he, he's also been retconned a million times, so mm-hmm. it's like, okay... Is he Weapon X? Is he not Weapon X? Uh, Fox, it's like Fox is retconning him in the movie version. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. like Wade Wilson was part of Weapon X in Wolverine Origins. And then really nothing from Wolverine Origins should nothing really survive. Is going to survive. Yeah, the the whole like... I, mean, I have a feeling Days of Future Past killed Wolverine, uh, the, the movie, killed Wolverine Origins yeah. and killed X3. Those were their two things. Well, that's what it was designed to do. But there's that really weird scene that I have pretty pretty big problems with, and uh, I love I, I do actually really enjoy Days of Future Past. I think it's really awesome. But there's some logic problems on a character Sun? level <laughs> that drive me crazy. It's like, oh yeah, let's go, Magneto. Like you guys need like Wolverine needs to go back in time and, and stop this bullet. Let's kick off the guy on the team who stops bullets miraculously by slowing down time and like going really fast. Like yeah. wait, what? And then had like. I don't know, Magneto not bent that bullet to tear through Raven's arm? Like, I guess they wouldn't have had her blood. They'd been fine. They yep. would have been totally fine. And then, so talking about Weapon X, the weird part of, this, of that story is when Magneto chucks, like wraps him up in metal and chucks Wolverine into the, the ocean, uh, you think what, what, you think Stryker fished him out and that Stryker was going to take him to then take him to start yeah, Weapon X. Weapon right, X. Yeah. And then there's that really cute wink, wink that it's Raven that fished him out. And she, for a fact, is not going to go start Weapon X because she hates the torture of mutants. She's horrified and sickened by it. So I'm yeah. like, okay, so where in the current, not yeah. retcon Marvel, like like Fox X-Men universe, is Weapon X happening? And where's Deadpool going to be in all that? Because yeah. it seems from the trailer that that they're trying to weave it into the... Like now successful sort of. yeah, yeah. Fox X Men universe with Colossus and Warhead and all this stuff, but um, 
We'll see. We'll yeah. see what their explanation of, of Weapon X is. Well, another question I have for you is that when so when Daredevil, uh, Daredevil, Deadpool, love first, Daredevil. Uh, yeah, I love Daredevil too. Uh, let's just talk about Daredevil. I love Daredevil. <laughs> uh, Dead- Second only to Spider Man, my favorite heroes. Uh, Deadpool, when he first showed up, he was he was more serious. Like he was he, a villain. Yeah, yeah, and he wasn't jokey. And I remember even there was a Wolverine issue that I that I read where he, Deadpool just shows up and he barely talks in it and just kicks Wolverine's ass. Sure. Do you prefer? Would you prefer it if they left him serious? No. Or do you? So you like? I'm sorry, you like I, I couldn't even wait for you to finish that. Yeah, he, like there's so many pregnantly serious characters. <laughs> no, Deadpool's whole thing is that he has the he breaks the fourth wall and he talks to the reader and he's that. I mean, if he has one thing that's unique about him as a hot topic mm-hmm. hero, because all those hot topic yeah. heroes become so redundant after a while because oh, yeah. their depth are zero. Uh, it's that he he does that and. There have been some saving graces in his run because of that. Um, I love, I, I, I like that. It's entertaining to me because Spider-Man doesn't talk to the reader. No. Like there have been some times where you're like, wait, did Spider-Man wink, wink at me? But for the most part, like Peter Parker is getting kicked around by God way too much <laughs> for him to like have any fun with it. <laughs> yeah. Like Spider-Man tries to have fun with it. There was a recent issue where Spider-Man was, uh, was talking about, you know, uh, his attitude being like almost like a weapon against the villains because like they see you doing so well and like it gets them demoralized uh and i get that for spider-man but spider-man's not crazy peter's not crazy peter thinks about everyone peter is the best among us mm-hmm. wade <laughs> wade i don't know about wade like he's he's crazy he's the worst among us uh yeah and but but again like Posehn and Duggan have started to give Duggan have given him things to care about and uh and that's really kind of started to show a little depth of the character whether or not they can do that to the point of avoiding a redundancy with characters that already exist who have people to care about and protect uh that's on them what they have done in a really really good way is they've made it hilarious they've I mean there was a a, a fight midway through their run where he's fighting stilt man and he tricks stilt man into going downstairs like it's, oh. and it's, it's fucking hilarious because at the end of the day he is like ex-special forces he is a trained mercenary he is going to figure out how to do strategies and if he's fighting stilt man he's not going to fight him in an open uh, you know uh, uh traffic intersection <laughs> above ground he's gonna be like okay stilt man you want to fight me you're gonna have to go downstairs <laughs> and stilt man's like shit <laughs> and he tricks him into going down to the subway and then he pops out of a different subway t- like like mm-hmm. and, he, and he just traps him and he's like okay well you're not tall anymore because you're stuck coming upstairs I'm just gonna be the shit you and riddle you with bullets mm-hmm. uh, and it's creatively funny you know when you're reading spider-man and maybe like he's supposed to be saying stuff that's funny but it's just kind of an, like quips that Sometimes Spider-Man falls into dad joke humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you well, noticed that? Yeah, that's why I always like, but I like the gig that that Brian Michael Bendis introduced into Ultimate Spider-Man, whereas that he would joke, mm-hmm. but then all the villains would be like, that really? That's what, that's the joke you say? It's really <laughs> effing hard to write humor. It it's is. It's really <laughs> it hard to write humor. Uh, and Especially humor that you have to read. I think Dan Slott has done a really good job with Spider-Man. He's one of my favorite Spider-Man writers ever. Yeah, agreed. Like, Dan Slott is killing it on Spider-Man. But with Deadpool, I think that the ratio of jokes has to go way up. He has to constantly be at that level. Uh, And, like, Poseidon and Duggan have killed it. Like, they've been doing it in a very funny way. And it's not just the dialogue. It's, again, like, the situational mm -hmm. stuff. Do you think that they, when, uh, 10 years down the line, whenever they finish their run or whatever... Do you think that that will be considered the definite Deadpool run and yeah. not the Joe Kelly run? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. What do you think about the Joe Kelly run? It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but again, because like, for me, that's the definite de- Deadpool run. Yeah, because it was still cool. And mm-hmm. how old were you? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, look, mom, cut a head off. You shouldn't be reading that. I know. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> it's like, but see, the problem. And then like Joe Matarera drew him, and and as Ed McGinnis. Or Ed McGinnis. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was it was like Ed McGinnis is like one of his first gigs. It was one of his first gigs. Yeah, yeah. Ed McGinnis is really damn good. Yeah. Uh, Joe Mad drew him earlier, and and when you like, I've talked to Rob Liefeld a lot in the last <laughs> few years about Deadpool. Yeah, because like he's always a guest at Kamikaze. Kamikaze always has to be moderate with him, and we get along really well. Mm-hmm. So, and I want 
I want Rob to draw the, the cover of my Super Action Man comic. Uh, I really, really do. Like, I, <laughs> I told the publisher, like, put the money aside. I'll try and get Rob to yeah. do the cover. Because Rob has the best justification for why the X-Men... Like, I think he drew patch, pouches on everybody, like Cable and Deadpool has all those millions of pouches mm-hmm. and stuff. And then Jim Lee did it to the X-Men. And it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Because they actually have like superpowers and, and like they don't need toys. They don't need to carry anything. At no point, like I understand, Batman has all those gadgets and where does he get these wonderful toys? Yeah, yeah. he uses them. <laughs> at no, at no point was Wolverine with his claws like, hold on, it was I need smoke a f- bomb. I need a, <laughs> yeah, I need a flare gun. <laughs> and, and like, like if Cyclops is going to defeat you, Cyclops is going to defeat you from yards away because mm-hmm. he has optic blasts. He's not going to be like, hold on, grappling hook. Like, <laughs> the, the X-Men in the 90s never needed them. Yeah. But when you talk to Rob and you're like, okay, Cable, Deadpool, like what's like what's up with the overpatches? The, like the pouches. And he, he just goes, yeah, when you see like Navy SEALs and badass secret ops guys, they all have those pouches. So I just put them in the comics and it works. I was like, yeah. So now what's up with the giant chests on men? <laughs> but he, he he's, he's like, like when you see those Navy SEAL guys, man, their chests, oh. just badass. No, but his justification for the overpouching of the '90s, I thought, was pretty awesome. So I think when all is said and done on on Deadpool, narratively, you're going to see that I think Posehn and Duggan like handled him the best narratively, but it will always be Rob style. Yeah, it will always be high adrenaline, like energy drink. Hot topic, yeah, all the way crank to eleven. Well, final question. Yeah, at the time of this recording, none of us have seen the Deadpool movie. No. How do you think? The what? I can't wait to see it. Do you think? It'll, do you think they'll pull it off? Yeah, okay. I do. I think they will because I think. Um, but I also didn't like the first Kick Ass, and I thought they were gonna like like. Oh, well, I didn't like either Kick Ass, but I loved the first half of Kick Ass, mm. and then it, it derailed again on a character note, which was crazy to me. Uh, and I was like, whoa, second half of Kick-Ass doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, and I think if they, if they just keep in line with their goal, which is let's do something that is anti-X-Men. Let's do something that is all fan service. And that character, like name a character that is more fan service than Deadpool. He literally talks to the reader. Yeah. He literally is trying to make you laugh and mm-hmm. try and keep you entertained and try and be like, oops, sorry, when he does something horrific mm-hmm. on the page. That character is all fan service. Uh, and if they, they stick with that in the movie, and it seems like from every trailer they're going to do it, I think they're going to nail it. Nice. Aren't right. you optimistic? I, you know what? I hope it's good. I just don't know. I don't the know, The only man. way it will be bad is if it's too much and it's just annoying. Oh, exactly. Which is the danger with Deadpool. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. Like I said, I've been I've been let down by Ryan Reynolds before with a superhero movie, so I don't know. I'm not counting this as a certainty. I like so. Green Lantern. But it should it should work, and I hope it does. <laughs> I liked Green Lantern. So, oh, we'll have that discussion I off, know. off off uh, off mic. No, I, I get the problem with the movie. I get, <laughs> I, I get that like his his flaw is like he's the exact opposite of how Jordan in the will, like he has so much self-doubt in the movie mm. that you're like, no, <laughs> not how, but there are parts of it I really enjoyed. <laughs> Did it hurt you on like a personal level? Yes, quite a bit. <laughs> Fuck. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, when you read like Jeff John's Secret Origins, yeah, you were like, "This is gonna be the movie." You're like, "This, this is gonna be the movie." Yeah, for real. And, it, and then, like when I watched the movie, I would see glimpses of like Secret yeah. Origins and be like, "Oh my god, the explosion on the tarmac of the air, like, like, like the 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 air, like Ferris Air. Mm-hmm. This is all." Uh, but some of the characters, it's all character stuff, guys. If yep. you're learning one thing, <laughs> it is all character stuff. It can look like the comic, it can move like the comic. It's all character stuff. Yep. And so we'll see if Dave, if uh, he ends up too see, much. See if Deadpool has too yeah, much character. We'll see. What do you think, Ash? Uh, Deadpool's uh, not my bag, so I I hope it's really great. And then if it is, then I'll go see it. But I'm not I'm not there opening week. Okay, I'll be there on the twelfth. You'll let us know <laughs> with all those annoying cosplayers. All right, cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us, John. And if people on the internet want to find out your initial thoughts about Deadpool on your Twitter, where can they do that? It'll be no spoilers, I'm telling you now, but it'll be at Jonathan London on Twitter and um, geekscape.net. 
is where we hang our hats and put give you daily content. All right, man. Thanks for coming by. Of course. I don't think any conversation could be as crazy or as zany as that conversation that we just had with Jonathan Linden. <laughs> we want to go follow him on Twitter and, and thank you guys. We want to thank him. Go shout him out on Twitter and tell him thank you for coming on Geek History Lesson. And be sure to include uh, pictures of Deadpool so he's a reference to exactly what it is that you're talking about when you go and tweet him since he's been on here twice now. He's one of our returning guests. Ooh, yeah. Fun times, fun times. Now let's move on and do the final part of our podcast. Yes. The teaching tweet. Yes, where Jason, Professor Jason, in 140 characters or less, sum up what you just taught us about Deadpool. Deadpool. He's red and black and has no feet if Rob Liefeld draws him. <laughs> Can a copy be better than Deathstroke? Nope. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I like Deathstroke. Wow. <laughs> I like Deathstroke too. <laughs> I like Deadpool, but I like Deathstroke more. That's I think that's fair. There you go. I mean, I I mean that's my unbiased opinion. Sorry. Cool. There you go. All right, that is it. We have reached the end of our show and all of our chimichangas, Deadpool's out in the movie theaters. Go see it and if you want to know more about them, of course, you know, this is the you came to the right place. Thanks Absolutely. for listening. Stick around. Um if you want more Geek History Lesson. You can always listen to all our past episodes on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. And please, if you would, take a second, go over there, and give us a review because it lets other listeners in the search engine find us. Ashley, if they want to suggest other X-Men weird characters, like maybe we should do a Cable episode in the future, where should they do that? If you want to suggest that, you can do that at geekhistorylesson.com. Our asks are open or facebook.com slash geekhistorylesson. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Jawin, J-A-W-I-I-N, and on YouTube with the same spelling. Also, you can find Ashley on Twitter at Ashley V. Robinson. And don't forget... Our Patreon-exclusive podcast, Geek History Lesson Extra, at patreon.com slash Jawin, still the same spelling. We're going to be talking about what X-Men supporting characters do we really love. So if you want to listen to that episode, you got to hop on over to Patreon. All that money helps keep the web server costs and everything we do to create this podcast down to a minimum so we can spend it all on chimichanga. That's right. That's right. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Jason Inman. I am Ashley Victoria Robinson. And Professor Jason, would you kindly, straight to the audience, straight off the comic page, send us home. Go get your chimichangas. Now. <laughs>